Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. We first meet author, international speaker, and top finance expert, Mary Buffett. She has been considered the world's leading authority on the subject of Warren Buffett's investment methods. We will discuss investing as a beginner, teaching our kids to invest, and what to look for before investing. She also says, a man is not a plan, and we will learn exactly what that means. We then get inspired by TEDx speaker and teacher McKenna Wrights. She is here today to empower us to reframe life's challenges into gifts and opportunities so we can pursue our purpose with clarity and confidence. After losing all of her hair due to alopecia, McKenna decided to use her journey of having this autoimmune disease to help others overcome the loss of their life by resetting the mindset of their loss into growth and opportunities in their lives. Lastly, we meet Dr. Strawn, the Director of Aglo Dermatology. She is a board-certified dermatologist who specializes in medical and cosmetic dermatology. Dr. Shran will educate us on the relationship between sleep and skin health, provide us with nutritional tips for an added skincare boost, and even share some of her beauty cabinet staples. Now let's get educated and inspired with today's guests. I'm so excited about my next guest, author, speaker, and financial expert, Mary Buffett, and she is going to teach us how to be smart investors. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Mary. Thanks. I'm so excited to be on your show. I got to tell you, investing for beginners, I am definitely a beginner, so (laughs) I, I look forward to hearing the tips you have. Well. The first tip I have is is this, and it sounds so simple, but investing is a language. You know, when I'm talking to somebody who's a a savvy investor and I say, what's the P.E. ratio? What's this, that? People don't realize that's price per earnings. So you really, as far as I say, first thing you do as investors Look up the words. There, there are books that actually, and some of our books that I've written, have in the back of them explanations of what those particular words mean. And that's really important to understand what you're looking for, what you're talking about. The other thing- Absolutely, think, getting educated, yeah. It, it, it is. It, like I said, it is, a to- it is its own language. And you need to know it. You really do. And then the next thing I say is, you know, everyone says this, buy what you know. Well, you know, if you're not an investor, uh, what do you know? You know, General Motors, you know, the obvious ones. But actually, I always say, look around your house. You know, Mm -hmm. I always said, like, I was downstairs one time and I'm like, I wonder who makes Jell-O, you know, or who who's the old actual owner of Tide or you know all of the things that I use in my house like WD40 when I moved right. I yeah. was using it all the time and I thought 
I wonder if it's listed. And it was listed. It's just too expensive. I, I'm waiting. <laughs> I keep waiting for it to get cheaper, but it's not getting any cheaper because everybody oh, uses it. Yeah, so, I love that idea, Mary. So tell me, so when it comes to women versus men, what are the differences when it comes to investing? I think women are in tr- are are basically better investors than men and here's why. They can hold on to things longer. They don't have that immediate need because What we want to do as investors, the way Warren has made all of his money is over a long period of time. So you're compounding your interest, you're reinvesting your dividends. You know, if a stock pays a small dividend, don't take it, have it reinvested. And over time, you know, it it adds to your stock. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that Women should always have their own account, always have their own money. I, My girlfriend and I call it our Disneyland fund, you know, and that's just, a, you know, anytime we get any money whatsoever, we always put a certain amount of it away in cash into the Disneyland fund. And that fund is basically in our um, Schwab account or TD Ameritrade or whatever, right. just sitting in cash. I love that. So one of the things that you say, and I, I love, and, and, and I basically have done this, that a man is not a plan. <laughs> so... Can you expand on that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, especially I'm older than you are, much older, but women of our age and, you know, so on, we're always brought up to be school teachers, nurses, and wives, you know, and you you go home. Or as as it got, you know, two-income household was needed, a woman never kept her money on her own. And I say this, and it doesn't have to be secret, but it, it you don't have to share everything, but uh, a woman should always have her own money. And mm-hmm. it's, be, you never know. You yeah. Know, why do you uh, say that? I, I, well, you know, I, I didn't know when my husband and I were getting divorced that he was with, you know, someone else and suddenly I was alone with two teenage daughters, you know, right. So there I was. And if I hadn't had my money, it's a fortune now to even get into an apartment, no matter where you live. Um, So you, you must have your money um, and you have most of it invested. I, I always like a little cash. I, I'm sorry, you know, but I, I have cash actually in my house. Because of earthquakes, because mm-hmm. here in California, if an earthquake happens, you're not getting cash from an ATM. You, everything is closed. That's really smart. So let's talk about kids and investing. Is yeah. it important that kids are investing? Absolutely. I think that the, the earlier that you can get, I mean, we all give our kids when they're younger an allowance to so keep your room clean, clean the house, clean the dishes. <clears throat> 
but you have to, but you never really tell them what to do with that allowance, you know, and instead you should try and explain to them and show them like my daughters, they used to, well, they had their grandfather Warren, so they were lucky, but <clears throat> because one time I, I came back from, um, Om- they came back from Omaha they were sitting on the couch when I came in and I, and they were reading the wall street journal. And I'm like, ah, have you got any tips? And they both said, Haagen-Dazs or, or yeah. And yeah. I said, Haagen-Dazs. Oh no. They said Pillsbury. And I said, huh. Pillsbury. They said, yes, because it owns Haagen-Dazs Burger King. And we love them both. And I said, okay, and I bought it for them. And a few years later, Metropolitan bought them out at a very nice price. So buy what yeah. you know, even the so you can even tell your kids, you know, like my son, if it hadn't been for my son when he was going to college many years ago, mm-hmm. I was in the Apple store with a million other parents spending a fortune, you know, like, oh, <laughs> ah, really? You need that too? Yeah. Yeah, he said to me, you know, mom, this is a stock you should buy. And I thought Mm -hmm. about it and I was like, this is perfect. He's buying it. I'm buying it. Yes. And I I bought it. It's smart to listen to our kids a lot of times. They look at things at a, a different perspective. So, Mary, I have to ask you, we're about out of time, unfortunately. Um. Out of out of all the books that you've written, if we are new to investing, what would you say is the best book for us to pick up from, from you? Um, well, the easiest book is the Buffetology workbook. That that's okay. super easy. You know, I give you answers, um, but. One of the best books that I like is um, financial statements, understanding financial statements, because that is really where over and over we tell you that you have to look at some point at a company's financial statement to see what their earnings have been, to see what they've done and where they're going. Again, getting educated, Mary. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and And I really appreciated all of this incredible advice. Thank you so much. It's been great. Yes, thanks. All right. Next, we get inspired by TEDx speaker and teacher McKenna Wrights. She is here today to empower us to reframe life's challenges into gifts and opportunities. I now have on TEDx speaker, McKenna Wrights. McKenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I I tell you, your story is so inspirational. And the way that you changed your mindset and now are helping others is incredible. So just congratulations to all that you're doing and your success to this point. Thank you. It's, you know, it's been an amazing journey, uh, something that I would never change any step of. Uh, and so it's, it's in hindsight, it's amazing to look back to see how far I've been able to come. Well, let's, let's start where your journey began when you were diagnosed with alopecia. Well, I guess really, did you start losing hair? 
and then you were wondering what was going on. Take us through that. Yeah. So in May of 2015, we had our youngest daughter and it towards August, July, I coach varsity volleyball and teach AP psychology. And so during the stressful time, I felt, you know, my hair starting to shed and I thought it was just the normal postpartum hair shed that all women go through after pregnancies. And, but this time after our second, it was substantially, it had increased. And Mm -hmm. so I went to a dermatologist and they said, well, there's a bald spot in the back of your head. It was probably about the size of a quarter. And they said, Mm -hmm. you could have something called alopecia and you could lose all of your hair. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, as a woman, as a male, it doesn't matter. That's not what you are hoping to ever hear. Um, yeah. and so we did some topical creams, women's Rogaine, you know, a whole bunch of different things. And then, uh, we took family pictures at the uh, November 1st and within three weeks, 90% of my hair was gone. I mean, wow. it went quick. And so, yeah. uh, you know, when I looked at that picture of our family picture, I looked at my hair, I'm like, wow, that's really thin. Cause I'd really, I used to have really thick, beautiful hair and, um, it was amazing of how quick the transformation occurred. So let's talk about how you were feeling at that time and how this actually changed your life, transformed you, uh, in, in your mindset and who, and who you are today. You know, I think every, I know everyone has gone through some sort of challenge. Everyone's battled something, but when you're in the midst of the storm, you feel alone on that Island. And when my hair was coming out, I'd be standing in the shower with my hands, just full of hair. I mean, it was, I was ashamed and embarrassed. I had been always known for my hair as my identity. And as women, we subconsciously identify and we don't realize how much we identify ourselves with our hair until it's gone or it's starting to thin. And I felt as though my identity was being ripped away from me as my hair was falling out. And so the first few months were probably the darkest months of my, my life. Mm -hmm. But what we have to understand is that we have to provide ourselves with that grace period, that it's okay to battle that storm. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to be weak because I've learned that when you're weak, that is truly when your strength comes out. So it took a while Um, you know, for that first year, I did everything under the sun in order to grow my hair back, uh, beyond the topical creams. Uh, I did weekly steroid injections into my scalp for six months that were complete hell. (laughs) Mm Um, you know, autumn uh, medicines that compromise my immune system, everything I did everything on the sun, because as women, we want to be in control. And when we're not in control, we're going to do everything we can to solve problems and nothing was working. And I stopped, I decided to make the change and stop any and all medical treatments. I did a holistic route, nothing was working. And that was when the shift started to change. Uh, I live by quote, the problem is not the problem. The problem is the attitude about the problem. And that's by captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, but when I stopped focusing on the problem and realizing that it's out of my control and started focusing on what I do have control of, and that's my attitude about mm-hmm. alopecia. I stopped allowing it to define me and I started to define it. And I think that that's what happens to a lot of us. Um, I mean, the strength that you have and, and thank you for sharing so openly because the, you know, there's so many things that happen in our lives and, and we just spiral mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to pull ourselves 
out of that is very, very difficult. And, and poor me, why is this happening to me? And I totally get, um, as a woman identifying with your hair and how you look because, I've had a bad haircut and started bawling. So, you know, I, you know, I can't even imagine. So just relating a tiny bit to you, but um, there's a lot of beautiful things that have come out of this one. I want to say your TEDx talk, extremely powerful. And I, I recommend anyone watching that because you really could change the way you were thinking about any difficult time in your life, but you you found love, you found empathy, you found purpose. So tell us about that. When we are going through anything, the hardest, but the biggest thing that we have to do is lean on other people. Um, And I'm very grateful to have a very loving and supportive family. And when I was losing my hair, my husband, who happens to also be bald, um, had said to me, McKenna, it's just hair. And that Mm -hmm. I was so upset with him in that moment. Like it is so much more than hair. This is my identity. And it, what I've learned over the six years, uh, I truly believe that I was an empathetic person beforehand. I now truly understand empathy. I can feel what other people are going through, even if it's not visible and being able to give support in any way that they are needing uh, what this my hair loss journey has taught me is self-love. It took me almost 40 years of my life losing my hair to finally be able to look in the mirror and say, I am enough. Mm-hmm. Like I am worth it. I am beauty. And, yeah. you know, we all struggle with self-conscious, conscious, um, you know, how we identify who we are, who we're loved by. And this is what alopecia has done for me, what my hair loss has done for me. And we have to be able to find those silver linings. It's very difficult sometimes or a lot of times, but you know, I, I don't have to shave anymore. Like Mm. I get to do, you know, it's made my life actually so much easier. Um, But that self-acceptance I think is what is so important for us to be able to see the endless possibilities that are out there for us. And then to be able to show my two daughters who are 10 and almost seven, um, Mm -hmm. the importance of self-love and the importance of empathy and altruism of supporting others unconditionally. I love that. And it really does start with Mm -hmm. self-love. You know, I, I went through a big transformation in my life, a lot of trauma in my past and drinking was how I coped. And it was once I put down the drink and I started, uh, I stopped caring so much about the outside because that's all I knew how to control was what was on the outside, Mm -hmm. not what was on the inside. And so when I, you have to go inside, right. And start discovering the person that you are and finding that real self-love. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. You know, you put on new lenses. Like I talk about, you know, you just, these, my new lenses have just opened up the world to me and stopped allowing me to focus on the little things that are out of my control and focusing on the bigger picture. And life is just so much more beautiful now. Thank you so much for coming on the show and touching us and, and hopefully helping us to make that mind shift. No, we're not alone. And we deserve so much more out of this life. 
We absolutely do. And that's the biggest thing is we're not alone. We are all on this journey together. We're all in here, you know, fighting and winning every single day and just lean on one another and love one another. And I thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my story. Thank you, McKenna. Have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Next, we meet dermatologist, Dr. Strawn. She is here to educate us on the relationship between sleep and skin health, provide us with nutritional tips for an added skincare boost, and even share some of her beauty cabinet staples. My next guest shares with us the foundation for healthy skin by getting back to basics like proper nutrition and getting enough sleep. In fact, our skin rests and repairs itself overnight, which is why after quality sleep, we wake up looking and feeling refreshed. And with spring just around the corner, medical and cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dina Strawn will share her top tips to elevate your self-care routine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Strawn. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited about this topic. So let's talk about sleep and self-care and how that affects our skin health. Well, the foundations for healthy skin starts with the basics, like proper nutrition and getting enough sleep. Research shows that adequate sleep, think seven to nine hours a night, produces the signs of skin aging and helps maintain hydration. And while we're sleeping, your skin goes into repair and restore mode, removing toxins and exchanging aging cells with new ones. This makes room for a glowing complexion and eliminates wrinkles and swelling so that you wake up looking and feeling refreshed. And not to mention quality sleep helps helps maximize the benefits of your nighttime skincare products. Right, which is so important, right? To clean our face and put those products on. So let's talk about your top tips for stellar beauty sleep to wake up glowing on a regular basis. I love that. Well, as we all know, getting adequate sleep is easier said than done, but I know a few things that can prepare for a good night's sleep. So I definitely recommend avoiding things that interrupt your sleep, such as alcohol consumption or using blue light before bedtime, an hour before bedtime. And then you want to have a consistent nighttime skincare routine, which also helps you prep for bed. I like to let my products do the heavy lifting for me so I can get my beauty rest. Mm-hmm. And my must-have nighttime product right now is Olay Regenerous Retinol 24 plus Peptide Night Face Moisturizer. It's the perfect addition to your bedtime routine, including Olay's most transformative retinoid complex. It hydrates while you sleep delivering brighter and smoother skin as you wake up every morning. I also really like to create a relaxed environment. And this can include turning on a white noise machine or dimming the lights and drinking some chamomile tea to help me wind down. Another great addition to your routine is to use an eye mask. It not only blocks out the light, but maintains that delicate skin around your eyes. And of course, a humidifier works wonders in helping your skin stay moisturized. Oh, I'm going to get one of those then. That's important. And I love the sound machine idea. And so let's talk about some other spring skincare tips that you want to share with us today. Well, make sure you're eating a nutrient-dense 
diet, like fresh fruits and veggies, as diet plays an enormous role in skin health. Red fruits like tomatoes, strawberries, and watermelon are a great source of the nutrient lycopene, which is very important to protect your skin against sun damage. And they're all in season during the spring. And this brings me to my next point, which is as the weather is warming up, don't forget the sunscreen as you head outside. Your skin will thank you for it. Yes. So very important. So where can we go for more information? Well, this week, if you purchase $45 in Olay Regenerous Moisturizers at CVS, you get $15 extra bucks to spend. Purchase in-store, online, and learn more ways to take care of your skin at cvs.com slash Olay. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Strawn, for coming on the show and giving us this, these incredible beauty tips. My pleasure. Thank you all so much for spending part of your morning with me. Today was so informative and inspiring. I want to thank my guests, Mary Buffett, McKenna Wrights, and Dr. Strawn. For more information on today's guests or to see their interview again, please go to wakeupwithmarcy.com. I also want to share some inspiration for the week. A quote by Judy Garland. Always be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of somebody else. Don't try to be like someone else. You have your own journey in this life and you are special. So be yourself. A reminder that my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles is available for pre-order on Amazon and my website, wakeupwithmarcy.com. It's a memoir self-help book with my story and an educational approach to help you heal from your past, break generational cycles and grow in spirituality. You deserve to live in true happiness, and my book supports you and guides you on your path. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others, and I'll see you next week.